Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I'm your host, John Harris, and this is my beautiful assistant today, Avila, who's going to be joining us today. And today on Rock Metal Podcast, we have Sentinels. They have a new album called Collapse by Design, released on October 22nd via Sharp Tone Records. Right now, I'm being joined by Chris to share some more information about this stellar release. I'm told, Chris, that you're the guitar player. Oh, uh, yeah, I am. Thank you for having me, by the way. Um, yes. Thank you for having me. Thank you for yeah. coming on. Yeah, no problem at all, man. Um, yeah, I play guitar. Um, I write the music as well. Um, so, uh, it was, yeah, it, literally one of the originals too. So, definitely okay. been you've seen this band for a while. <laughs> okay, see this band grow into what it is. Yeah. So, I mean, so many questions that we could chat about just based off of that is an original member grown into what it is. I know that's kind of a long, lengthy question. Uh, yeah, but kind of broad, kind of broad, but. Take us through that. What What is that like to watch something that you started probably as just a, hey, let's jam on the weekend kind of thing, to now you're chatting with somebody in Canada about your experiences with Tim Hortons? <laughs> it's crazy to put it in that perspective. But uh, yeah, I mean, we were like 15, 16 when we first started um, back in 2012. Uh, we just wrote like an EP that we, because our, our drummer at the time had this like, weird practice space in like the back of a business so we were just like he gave it to his drummer just whenever he wanted to on the weekend so he was like hey if you guys want on the weekends i have like a free practice space we can jam there for like literally 13 14 hours if you wanted to um so that flourished into us actually writing what we had called idols out um back in 2013 but we wrote an ep that was very like uh it was like tony danza e very structures kind of all over the place like reflections um old stuff um yeah very hectic kind of stuff 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 that you imagine like a 16 17 year old would write just like <laughs> because it sounds cool yeah um so <laughs> that was done <laughs> that was finished and put out in 2013 um and put something out in like 2016 we were like still we went through some member changes and we were still like you know very excited about the band but it it was kind of just like it was like plateaued we feel like we we peaked with our first record and then we kind of were just feeling it out and kind of taking it album by album um writing processes started to change too um like we went from writing as a band to writing in like habit tux guitar like guitar pro like the midi nintendo stuff yeah. um exactly so then <laughs> after that oh yeah and a bunch of just like number smashing just mm-hmm. to like be like oh this sounds cool this sounds cool this is cool like no thought real really uh, kind of like just mindless. Yeah. And um, if I you know, put like it Acroman. on the real sound engine, it sounds so cool. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But yo, this is so hard. But hear me play it back. It's yeah. so sick. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> that was that was the writing process for a little bit. Uh, I guess she she likes more of a natural feel. She probably likes recording straight into the yeah. DI. That's exactly. why she's crying right now. Yeah. <laughs> she she likes live off the floor. So that's all she wants to hear right now is you got the gobo set up. You guys got the cans on. You're ready to go. Yeah. You know, the drummer's yep. got the tape around the headphones because he's so crazy. <laughs> you're like, all the bro- yeah, you go up to the 5150. You're like, no, a little bit that way. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> we got it, guys. Yeah. She loves terror, dude. She loves Kublai Khan. She loves all that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that that was in like 2016, and then in 2019, um, we really got like I got my own recording software, like Logic through a Mac, and I was able to just go direct in through an interface and just flesh out ideas that way. Yeah. Um, so that was more of like a natural approach back in 2018. Uh, and then we put out our, our EP, Unsound Recollections, and then this new one, Collapse by Design, was like uh, like only Logic Pro. Like I didn't touch guitar pro at all there was no riffs that were from old songs and guitar pro that we brought to it it was just 
new ideas um, fleshed out in that way of, of more of just playing and then seeing how seeing how it comes out. Um, so it was more of like a trial error kind of situation when it comes to writing. But when also to, to touch on like the how how much we've learned and grown since the beginning is that all, obviously our music tastes have changed. Uh, members coming in and out, different music tastes and perspectives. Um, so uh, you know, like I've loved all those bands back then like tony danza structures and i still do i still love all of them they they're very close to my heart as a for like bands because you know they've inspired me to be in a band but now um you know i've been more into like experimental indie stuff like um like were japanese house daughter um stuff that really i think hones in on ambience and more of like an atmospheric texture to it um mm-hmm. but then obviously we still have the new wave of, of stuff like uh you know like Jarda, humanity's last breath um and all the, the the obvious metal inspirations like Meshuggah too, Deftones. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like us just growing up and reaching and going in different kind of sectors of music has really shown how we can like really uh, change up, I guess, what we're playing. Especially like specifically, um, I think it was uh, Contortionist um, Language, that EP, mm-hmm. or that that album. Yeah. Um, that completely changed the way I looked at music because Contortionist before that album was just heavy tech riffs with um, you know, like some synth patterns and whatnot. And then when Language came out, it was just night and day. And it was just a very cool take on I guess what a band can achieve within their genre. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it definitely changed the perspective on music for me when it's just like, all right, if you're so in this box of music of being able to play just prog and heavy music and whatnot, and then putting an album out like that where you're kind of just saying you know it's what we want to do and if we like it that it's kind of just like i don't know not uh they're putting it out for themselves as opposed to them trying to please people and i thought that the way they went about it was really really cool so i think that album in itself really spoke to how our music has changed within the the last few years of just being able to go outside the box and really just honing in on what you want to do within music and not what everyone else wants you to do yeah baby (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> obviously keeping the keeping the rock in there <laughs> you've got to it's coming out in rocktober i mean you got to keep the rock i it's rocktober exactly yeah it's, it's just all all about the rock yeah it's our favorite month here at the rock and roll <laughs> podcast is rocktober oh i was gonna say yeah this is the podcast yeah if only it was if only it was rocktober right now i think my phone would explode <laughs> it probably would uh, yeah right i know uh yeah so everybody watching right now it probably is october rocktober uh, but at time of recording, it is uh, gotcha. yeah, it is the the lesser month, September. Actually, one of my also one of my favorite months is uh, September because I like early autumn, late summer, early autumn. I just like when it's like still warm out, but the sun's not beating you down and making you wish that you were dead. That's that's me. That's uh, agreed. We're on the same page. <laughs> Hoodie weather yeah. is the best. I mean, like right now we're we're coming from super hot August uh, over here. We had like a heat wave like a, a few weeks ago that was like. 100 degrees plus humidity um and now leaving for tour we're in ohio right now and it's just it's beautiful it's like 70 degrees 72 degrees and i'm just i'm just content right now <laughs> hoping that the rest of the tour goes like this too as far as weather mm-hmm. perfect now you mentioned a word i haven't heard in a very long time a four-letter word tour so i know right it's an ancient word it is uh take us through this ancient ritual that humans used to do what what's happening on the tour where are you guys going how is it going are you being met with any resistance of any kind like you get somewhere and the venue's like no nope, can't do it or 
So it's been interesting. We actually haven't started the tour yet. Uh, today's okay. the first day. So we drove out to Ohio yesterday, um, found a Planet Fitness to sleep in, and um, today's the first day in uh, Detroit, Michigan. Okay. Um, but we had two shows in the middle of August with Lorna Shore for their EP release, like string of shows, and um, there weren't any problems with that. Like there weren't any capacity cutdowns. If anything, one of the venues actually got upgraded to a bigger room. Okay. Um, so no restrictions with that really, which is good. That was like a big worry of if, you know, we're playing to half the capacity of a venue. Um, but no, nothing like that for this tour. The only thing that is new is that for, I think, a handful of dates on this tour, they're requiring a vaccination card mm-hmm. to step in the venue. So I think that I'm, I don't mind. Obviously, we're all vaccinated. We're all taking the precautions to make sure that this can happen. And same with all the other bands like Lorna Shore, Enterprise Earth, and Crown Magnus are. They're yeah. all vaccinated and trying to stay safe. Because especially when you're around the, that many people a day, like all these random people too, it's yeah. just better to play it safe. Yep. But I that's be- the only real reason. I completely oh, what agree. What were you going to say? You completely agree? Yeah. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's – if we want to get back to the normalcy of things, I think we should just go – keep going this route, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it seemed to have worked for us for about the last 100, 150 years. So – Yeah. You know. <laughs> you, you think. Yeah. Just you, you think that it wouldn't be a problem, but yeah. I, guess, I guess there is. I don't know. It's the inertia of things, you know? Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very, very interesting. Very interesting time we're living in right now. <laughs> and, yeah, I just had Austin on, actually. So, uh, I know, oh, no way. Yeah, so I know where he stands on all that jazz. Or metal. Whatever you want, like, how you want to call it. And, uh, <laughs> or rock. Or know? rock. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you guys are pretty rocking, you know, doing the stadium thing. So Yeah, doing all the arenas every day, you know? Yeah. Keeping it, keeping it casual, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Getting the fist pump up there. Yeah, boom. Exactly. <laughs> Made sure to get the uh, uh, the snare right so that it hits the back of the the wall at the stadium correctly. Oh, yeah. Got to get that room right. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so tell Austin I say hi. Yeah, I definitely will. It's funny funny that you say that he was on the other day. We're going to see him in, like, a few hours. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Killer dude. I dug him. Um yeah, one of the best, nicest dudes I've ever met. Such a sweetheart. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, we talked a lot about how he's able to play so fast. And he mentioned, uh, I think it was Death Wish Coffee or something. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Coffee helps with that. Yeah. Definitely. The, the more <laughs> jacked up you are on it, the easier it comes. Exactly. Now, we chatted about... Hi, sweetie. Mwah. Speaking of coffee, Tim Hortons Coffee. We chatted about that quite a bit. So you had a, a, a Tim Hortons experience. So it's yeah. so... So all Honestly, the... it's the closest thing I've had to Canada the past two years, so I'm all for it. Sweet. Yeah. It is iconic. So, yeah, all Canadians listening in right now, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You grew up with Tim Hortons. It is an institution. You went there. Whenever you had a hockey game, you had a coffee. You, it's just a thing. And then, I don't know, some things have changed over the years. You it's know more I mean. than coffee. Yeah, more than coffee. Well, then we all know that if you want Tim Hortons coffee, you now have to go to McDonald's because they have the contract. And it just gets it gets complicated, Chris. I feared I just I know that there was that case that happened like 10 plus years ago of the McDonald's coffee where it was piping hot. Mm-hmm. And this woman, uh, she like grabbed it and it fell. She was like a 90 year old woman and it just fell all on top of her. And she sued McDonald's because they didn't let her know that there was a warning that it was hot or anything. So I know McDonald's yeah. got some deep water with their uh, with their coffee. Yeah, I remember when that happened. It was in a drive-thru, and she spilled it on her lap, and she had some degree of burn, so she sued them. And now yeah, they have to put a warning on it that it's hot. 
You'd think that people would just like assume that it's it's hot, but I guess you never know nowadays. Sometimes it's a hoops a hope. Sometimes it's I don't know a, a, an expectation. I don't know yeah. that your coffee's hot. I don't know <laughs> an assumption, a hope. Who knows? Some people just want to wither yeah. away. You know? Yeah. No. <laughs> exactly. Some people are just and that's here. That's the to, way to do it. Yeah, they're just here to classify design, Chris. That's all they're. They're here for. I was, I was, I was trying to see if it was just you dropping things in the sentences, or <laughs> <laughs> it was just your actual vocabulary. It's just a little bit of both, Chris. It's a little bit of both. Yeah, <clears throat> it's working. I noticed the inertia one before. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, I get it. It works. It's yeah. great in context. Oh, thanks, thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then we earlier we chatted about Starbucks tastes burnt. It's because they over roast the crap out of the beans. They do it on purpose. They do. Yeah, it's. Which I is, love it because it, it makes me feel something with coffee. And it's true. not just like water, like I said. Yeah, that's true. Other brands are just doing water. I just want somebody to do it right, you know? I know, right? It, there's, there was one uh, we played at this old venue called Vaudeville Muse. And uh, it was in Des Moines, Iowa. And it had this amazing coffee spot right next to it. And that was the only, I think, standout coffee spot that we hit on tour. Yeah. See, she's excited about it. Yeah, right? <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah. She's even excited about it. I'm trying to find another one that I could use, but I mean, I think my sense of humor is a little obsolete at the moment in my solitude. So, oh, dude, just dropping them. I know it would have been a desecration. Oh, are you just like looking at the track list right now? I am just dropping words in. It? I am. There's comfort in familiar pain, Chris. Dude, yeah, dude, these are. This is too good. Dude. <laughs> I, this is amazing. Speaking of amazing, because you you beat me to all the ones that I'm thinking of, I can't really put Atlas in the context right now. No, or Albatross. I don't know what I'm supposed to do with Albatross. Oh, Albatross is a bird. I just realized that recently. Yeah, apparently, really long wingspan. Yeah, huge wingspan. It's like a six foot wingspan. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Where are you going to go with all that wingspan? You just got to look at the bird and say, "Where are you going with that wingspan?" <laughs> going places. <laughs> so yeah, I guess uh, you know I. I I'm acting like an albatross. Right. There you go. Yeah. There you go. That's the context that I'm using. There we go. Beautiful. Speaking of amazing things. Beautiful. Yeah. We could have chatted about Guitar Pro 5 versus Guitar Pro 7. We won't chat about Guitar Pro 6. Yeah. I remember you were saying, you know, use Guitar Pro before, and now you're not using it. I think it's because you had 5, which was awesome, and 7 is kind of like, huh? I- yeah. <laughs> I, to be honest, I didn't even touch... Guitar Pro up until like a couple years ago. I think I mainly use this thing called Tusk Guitar, which is like a free a free version of Guitar Pro, basically. Okay. Uh, okay. All the all the cheapos out in the audience right now in the cheap seats are getting excited. I was gonna say if you need a cheap way to write for free, that is the exact. It's like a copy paste for Guitar Pro. Like it's almost the exact same thing. There was like a Tusk Guitar for Mac and then Tabit for Windows. Ooh. Oh. So all everyone who's looking to get uh, some free writing in, there you go. I better get a plug. You better, yeah. You better get some kind of uh, you know tabit endorsement from this or tux guitar endorsement. Exactly. Yeah, right here on the Rock Metal Podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. <laughs> put, it, put, it, put it on my epitaph. Oh, dude. See that one? That it was epitaph and atlas. I was trying to think of before to put mm-hmm. in the context, and you you got all the good ones, dude. You well, got all the good ones. Well. It's in the embers of whatever's left of my life. God. Oh my god! <laughs> it's the it's just like the isolation, yeah, of everything. You know, yeah. it's the isolation. I know when that counts. That's like half. That's half a song. Yeah, when you're alone on an atlas and you're isolated. 
Can you do that? Can you be on an atlas? I got to look up the definition of an atlas because it's a map, I, right? It, yeah. I, honestly, it just sounded cool. So that's what we're, <laughs> that's the main thing. Um, and what's the other one? Um, a it's book like of the, maps or charts. That's what an atlas is. Yeah, a book of maps or charts. Interesting. Or the occipital bone of the skull. So that's another cool thing. At the very top of your spine is one more bone right here at the base of the skull. And that's called, okay. the, called, called the atlas and the, the, the head swivels on that final bone. So any chiropractors or doctors or anything like that out there, you're just like, woo, he hit the atlas bone. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> I was going to say, I recently started to go to a chiropractor. So I'm going to bring it up next time. Yeah. Be like, hey, can you crack my atlas for me really quick? Yeah. Is that all good? Is okay. it good? Is it good? Can you do that? Actually, my wife. Check it. My wife got into a car accident several years ago, and she actually had the atlas bone uh, moved. So they have to, they had to do some stuff to get the. Ooh. Yeah, hope she's all right. Yeah, she is. Yeah, yeah she she's, she's turned into a human barometer. Otherwise, so when she starts creaking around the house and you start making funny noises, I'm like, ah, yes, the season is changing. <laughs> she's like, there's a storm coming. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's amazing! <laughs> I know. Who knew that what you could you, when you get hurt, you turn into like I don't know a more viable source of information. Yeah, right. I was gonna say, but I should just meet new people that are just always in pain or always hurting. Maybe you should. Now, yeah. uh, speaking of pain and things that are awesome, collapse by design. You said that you wrote the music. You're the guitar player. So I've got all the questions about everything from what is this record about is there a theme what went into writing it tell us about your guitar tone tell us about your pickups i mean whatever whatever yeah, we I have mean, time for so i got um the um bare knuckle blackhawks blackhawk pickups Ooh. um and they they're hot they're like physically like a hot pickup like when you plug it in and the, the volume's already cranked from how it seems like it's way easier to clip but they sound huge i think i love them yeah. um but we recorded the album with, um, I believe, Sentient and Nazgul pickups, which I think is the Marzio or Seymour Duncan. I'm not too familiar. Okay. No one quote me on that. I don't know it um, off the top of my head. Um, Why is but, that? You didn't you didn't want to record with the Bare Knuckles, or they weren't there, or because I'm looking at I'm looking at one of the credits on the album. Did Randy just look at you and say no? And you went, okay, you're Randy. <laughs> um, we actually, I got the guitar after we finished recording the album. So okay. it was more of they had it in studio already, and it was the same guitar I have. It was like an Ibanez RGD Prestige, so basically the same one I have now, yeah. different pickups. Um, but yeah, no, I Randy said that guitar is his, you know, what he go his go to for this type of music. So I trust Randy with my life. So if yeah. he says that that's the guitar, then that's the guitar. Okay, um, interesting. I mean, but, obviously it works. Yeah, no. It sounds good. I get oh, it. He I'm- yeah. I, I got he he got that chunk he got that tone going. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, as far as writing it, it it was like over the course of a year and a half, um, we started a tour heavily. So that was like a factor in in my life writing it is that I was in school for a while and then took a leave of absence to tour. So definitely in a different part of my life while writing it. So it was a little interesting for and then like I said too, it was the first time writing completely in Logic. So it was like a definitely a. a interesting change of uh change of pace when it came to writing it um and then like i said all of our influences have changed over the years so i think whatever we were listening to the years prior to it i think definitely had a huge impact on how the ambience came out on this one all the the you know the ambient uh textures to it and layers um i think that one is 
that that stuff is very present i would say mm-hmm. in the writing mm-hmm. um so it was cool to like dive in because we've always had ambience but it was cool this time to dive into just like layers and layers and layers of ambience just to, to mess around with and then being with covid we were able to just sit in the studio for an extra month or two just focusing on the ambience and then i don't know listening back to the stems because we just got the stems recently right of the album and it's just like the individual guitars leads uh bass drums and it it was <laughs> insane to hear everything back all mm-hmm. the ambience and, and whatnot um because just recording it with randy too it was such a blast it was such a good time with with recording it with randy yeah i feel like he just he just gets it I, it's what i hear i'm sure he does that's what i hear yeah yeah um, working with will like that close side i think he definitely he he's just a genius and yeah his own knowledge too of like berkeley and working with his own bands and music he listens to i think he has a very interesting approach to music that i don't think many people have as far as a producer goes very true very true speaking of label mates maybe label mates uh i just chatted with dying wish out of portland and oh nice they, yeah they're, they're label mates yeah they work with randy as well yes they do yeah no the, randy's just the guy yeah he's he nails it every every band that goes to him with the vision he's just okay cool and then makes it that much better he makes it 30 times better 40 times better it's insane the work he does on bands something you mentioned was you came to him with a vision and i know producers work in different ways sometimes uh you know like if they're a mutt lang you're gonna you're just gonna be taken on a mutt lang ride uh or if you're like like a bob rock it's like what do you want to do and i will take you there and if it is a crapshoot then we're gonna be down a crapshoot together um or if it's great we'll be great together is that kind of what he does you bring your vision to him yeah, basically, because okay. we have about, for this record and then Unsound as well, we had about a couple weeks for, for pre-pro, or like maybe a week for pre-pro, um, and we were just fleshing out ideas with him. Um, I think I had, we had about uh, 13 songs that we went in with, and then going to Randy, we basically went song by song with him, part by part, layer by layer, was guitar, bass, and then the ambience, excuse me. The ambience, uh, I think ambience. the ambience is like, we should do like hashtag ambience. Like 2021 or something. We got it. We got to do because I just imagined just all this ambience that you guys had time to do. You're like, oh, we're not going on tour. We have an extra month. What do we do? Ambience. And it's just like everybody's in the studio. Make a music video. Like, what are you guys working on? Just ambience. Ambience. Yeah. <laughs> That's all we need. That's yeah. all we need to describe it. So, what's the album like? Ambience. Yeah. Uh, it's ambient. It's post melodic hardcore ambient rock. Yeah. It's heavy on the rock. Heavy on the rock with some disco elements to it. Yeah, got that flavor. Mm-hmm. Got to get the groove. Got to get that flavor. backbeat. Oh, thousand percent. Uh, you know, Randy. Randy for sure has fleshed our vision out to the, as best as it can be. Cool. Um, because if you looked at the, he like had to bounce things down within like five tracks into one track, um, like nineteen tracks into one track. Mm-hmm. But before he bounced anything together, the the logic session was like, I think like six hundred tracks of just ambience. 600, 700 tracks that's, of just that's ridiculous. random that's noise. That's crazy, Chris. That's crazy. I know. It's yeah. psycho music. I know. It's psycho. I know. Different but reverb plugins. Out. Yeah. And, and that's things. Randy. Randy just... But that's the thing with Randy, too, is that he he has all those crazy plugins and whatnot, but he can make a couple plugins go very far. Like, make them sound different enough and then have the same plugin for them. Yeah. Um, like, I feel we used a lot of this program called Pro-R, and it's from this uh, this company called Bab Filter. Yes. And it... Oh my God! There's like a chorus knob on it, yeah. and it made parts so much prettier. Yeah, 
it just made that much of a difference. But yeah. that was like a heavy, heavy pr- plugin that we used on a lot of the ambience. That and like Valhalla, Valhalla Reverb and the Valhalla Shimmer. Oh yeah, um, Valhalla Vintage yeah, Verb. Yeah, exactly. literally every reverb that you can think of in that realm, we've mm-hmm. probably used on just him wanting to try something new. But it was cool because we did like half plugins from the computer, yeah, and then half actual pedals. Like we had uh, a blooper pedal, um, we had the Big Sky, we had um, uh, there was like a couple others that like Holy Holy Grail Overdrive that we had on like to some reverb that just like really spice it up. Um, so we did like a bunch of cool experimental stuff, which I think is pretty different for like that genre that we're playing with just, you know, fast riffs yeah. and, and chuggy breakdowns. It yeah. was cool to have like actual thought out layers of ambience. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. No, I, I'm excited for everyone to hear it. Me too. I'm also excited for everyone to hear it. And I'm also thinking of all different kinds of, ambient tricks from dance music and synthesizers that are now creeping into metal as well like running a stereo delay into a stereo flange and then running that into distortion and then running that into reverb <laughs> yeah like that is insane that, but it, it works it works yeah yeah because now your uh, delay is getting flanged and spread around and then that's getting distorted so it's getting new harmonics and then that's getting softened and spaced out by reverb it's just it's cool it's cool stuff yeah you can do so much stuff just with like how you said, just with like the order of things, how they're going into the, the patch. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. So any other any other musicians who are like, man, what order do I put my pedals in? The order in which you want the signal to sound. <laughs> yeah. That's all I can say about that. Yeah. Uh, cool. So we chatted about a little bit about bare knuckle pickups. I looked them up. They look they look crazy. I was on their website. Do you have the ceramic ones or the Alnick 05 ones? Uh, the ceramic ones. Okay, so like super bitey, super hot, super disgusting. Not, super hot. Like yeah. I brought it to my guitar tech, and he first thing he said when he gave it back was just like, dude, these pickups are hot. Yeah. So like I would change your output levels on a couple of your patches just to make sure it doesn't clip or anything like that. Yeah. But even even recording with it, I have um just like a basic Apollo interface, and uh, it clips even when it, the, the pregame is all the way down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's just that that hot of pickups. That hot of pickups. Yeah. Have you tried lowering them at all? Like the the guitar volume, or uh, like literally the the, liter- the, uh, the the level of them. The like the literal height of the pickup to the string. Have you tried adjusting that at all? I actually haven't. That might be a cure though for could be a thing for my hot pickups. Maybe yeah. cool them down a little bit. Yeah. Because I use EMGs, and I chatted with EMG in LA at one point. And I said, how high should the pickups be? Because you guys don't have any documentation on that. And they said, because the preamp puts the output so high, you should actually have them pretty low. Like, we recommend no higher than three millimeters away from the strings. And I was like, that's wow low. Yeah, the- that's like a hair off the actual body. It's like yeah, literally like that much. Yeah. Insane. Um, and then it was at NAMM. So I chatted with DiMarzio a little bit later and... Um, they said, well, our pickups are vintage, so that's why you need to put them up so high. But if you were to work with like, gotcha. yeah, like a deactivator or an evolution, like something that's way hotter, the X2N, um, they're like, lower that guy. You're going to need to lower that guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, not that. That's insane. I yeah. didn't know that. Um, because that makes sense with the Marzio. Because I had um, Crunch, Lab and Liqui- yeah, Crunch Lab and Liquifier um, pickups. Yeah. And those were... Petrucci said. They weren't hot. <laughs> they weren't hot but they were like very treble based so they were almost too crunchy um but they were only high 
like if they went lower, it would die the tone out like crazy. Right. Yeah. So I, that makes sense now. With, now that you're saying like the Marzio are mainly like vintage pickups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a very unique market um, with like oh definitely. The, the Satrianis and the Vise and like a lot of the solo lead guitar players. So that kind of explains a lot of their, their market value in terms mm-hmm. of how they dial in pickups. Uh, obviously, biggest claim to fame is the EVH guitar. Those are DiMarzio pickups. Uh, oh, the, like the white and black ones? Or uh, like the cream and black ones? Yeah, yeah the ones in the, the, the Eddie Van Halen guitar that they did in the early 90s. Yeah, I had the, no idea those are DiMarzios. Wow. Yeah, it, it's, um, it's a modified tone zone in the bridge and a modified Air Norton in the neck. Crazy. Yeah. I wonder if it, that that's probably just why he sounds so gained up all the time. I mean, his head too, but well, like those yeah. pickups, I'm sure have a huge part in that. Yeah, 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 baby. Sweet, sweet. Oh about yeah. Tim Horton, Rock. Starbucks, Guitar Pro, Bare Knuckle Pickups, Randy LaBeouf. Uh, what else we chat about? We just chat about um, Demarzio as well. We chat about pickup yeah. height. We chatted about, about rock. Yeah, rock. Rocktober. Uh, autumn yeah. autumnal seasons are our favorite seasons. At this point, we could tour, say we talked about we talked about the tour. At this point, Chris, we could say anything because statistically, people dropped out like twenty minutes ago. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> cool. Then uh, you know, uh, rock. Keep, keep rock. Keep rock. Keep, yeah, just keep, keep it going. Rock, yeah. t- rock, rock till you drop. <sighs> they don't know what they're missing out on. They have absolutely no idea. It could be an albatross. No. Yeah, I could be leaking the album right now to you, I know. and no one, no one, no one will know. Whoosh, daughter. Whoosh, daughter. What's going on, sweetums? Shall we? Shall we say goodbye to Chris so that he can go on to the next interview and we can go play or something? Is that what we should do? <laughs> do you have any questions for Chris? Hmm? Any questions? Nope. All right. Well, Chris. <laughs> Class by design available everywhere you consume music as of October twenty second via Sharp Tone Records, and if you are listening in on Apple. <laughs> Podcast, Spotify, tune in. I heard. Yo, was that like a was that a like a, a G major on the six octave? It sure was. She knows her pitch. Yeah, she knows her pitch right there. We do family harmony. We're like the Jackson Five. Yeah, <laughs> that's rock. That it, is that is, is rock. Yeah, <laughs> sure thing, babes. Now, what else is there? To say? Oh yeah, are you watching on YouTube? You can see how incredibly good looking we are, and or the website today, the rockmetalpodcast.ca. There's gonna be show notes down below. You can check out sentinelsofficials.com. Click on that link. Also, as well, all available videos will have YouTube links. So, tyrant to wither away. I made a note to input albatross and inertia if there's some stuff available there as well. So, Chris, thank you so much for coming on to the Rock Metal Podcast today. Dude, thank you for having me, man. Seriously. I'm glad that this wasn't obsolete. Ooh. I, I could have totally botched that. That could have totally been a wrong, wrong context. <laughs> but <laughs> where we're going, there is no context. We're going to we're going to Atlas. Yeah. We're going uh in this yeah. at, in this Atlas there is no context. Ooh, that's deep. It is deep. That one cut deep. I know. That one cut very that's deep. That's a lyric line coming up in the next album. Yeah. I'm going to get my notes out really quick. I should be taking notes on you. 